on point. Peter Sherman in for Alex Pearson. And, you know, I, I've been looking forward to this because one of the more prolific and uh, I would say knowledgeable members of the conservative opposition in Ottawa is their finance critic, Pierre Poilievre. He studies his file, and boy does he study it, and he can virtually never be caught flat-footed, and he's well-spoken as all get-out, which is not at all a bad thing if you're the lead guy on a portfolio like finance. Now, having been a finance critic myself at a different level once upon a time, I can say I enjoyed my one-hour lead-off speeches, and I'm I'm highlighting that for a reason because Pierre is listening to me. One-hour lead-off speeches. But I'm quite certain that uh, at the provincial level, we could not rag the puck for four days. Our Ottawa counterparts have figured this out. Uh, thing is, it isn't much about finance anymore. The budget debate and passage of the budget bill this year has more to do with how Prime Minister Trudeau has been operating on the SNC-Lavalin affair uh, and less to do with money than usual. Is that a fair summary, Pierre Poliev? It is, and thank you for your overly generous introduction. Oh, come on. But, uh, indeed, uh, Peter, we are talking a lot to these days about Trudeau's SNC-Lavalin cover-up. And the reason that it's linked to the budget, of course, is because <clears throat> the Prime Minister used the previous budget to amend the criminal code, allowing corporations to avoid prosecution for things like fraud and, fraud and bribery if they sign these things called deferred prosecution agreements. So he snuck that into his previous budget, and here today we're now uh, witnessing a massive scandal where his attorney general, former attorney general, alleges he tried to strong-arm her into signing such a deal uh, with SNC-Lavalin to avoid that company facing consequences for alleged fraud and bribery. That's okay. how we managed, that's how, that's how we got to where we are today. Okay, so let let me put this to you, Pierre, because I think you and I go back a little ways, and we've had some off the record talks, and now we're having an on the record talk, and I've had this talk with my listeners, and and that is this: I I'm wondering about scandal. We use the word scandal. Scandals are usually about sex, and they're about money and whatnot. And here, I'm not sure anybody has committed any grievous sin. I'm not for a moment giving uh, Prime Minister Trudeau a pass. What I'm saying is. I'm not sure what the scandal is. The scandal uh, is somehow or other called the SNC-Lavalin scandal. To me, the scandal is how Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has handled this whole damn thing from the get-go personally. That's true. Well, you know, they say that the, this scandal has no sex or money involved, and that's not true, actually. <laughs> because really? Where is SNC, it? Well, SNC-Lavalin is accused of um, about... 100, over $100 million of fraud and bribery, and so that's the money. And then the sex, of course, was related to the company's purchase of, alleged purchase of prostitutes for the Qaddafi family in exchange for uh, for uh, access to, to public contracts. Now, you might say, well, who gives a damn um, whether or not the Qaddafis um, were getting free um payoffs like this from a Canadian corporation? And the answer is we should all give a damn because the result is that the company allegedly allegedly stole $130 million from the Libyan people. And we, we should believe in holding companies accountable when they steal from poor people. We shouldn't have a corporate culture where, of impunity where businesses think they can 
get rich by stealing from the poorest people in the world. That's why the company is being prosecuted in the first place. Enter Justin Trudeau. He is alleged by his former attorney general, a liberal, of trying to pressure her to force the prosecutor to sign a a deal that would end the trial and shelve the charges and and avoid uh, full penalty for the this these alleged crimes and and it's because of his attempts to his uh, to to interfere in the tr- the criminal trial that Canadians have made such a big fuss over this scandal. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about the uh, the tactician aspect of of uh, what you're doing. This is the second filibuster that uh, your party is conducting that really centers around you that has a direct connection to the machinations of the government uh, of the day on the issue of this SNC-Lavalin affair. So how does filibuster work? I mean, are you actually, can you, do you have a throat that will take four days of talking, or do you have to actually do the talking? Well, we'll have to find out. I mean, uh, I will be up tomorrow for uh, another roughly six hours of speaking, and then similarly on Wednesday, uh, and then again on Thursday. So, I've never done that before, Peter. Uh, I'm like you. I've typically never given speeches that exceeded 20 or 30 minutes in the House of Commons. Uh, today, I spoke for four hours, and uh, I can tell you, it was uh, even I got tired of hearing myself speak. Oh no, it, it gets pretty boring. And uh, obviously, when you talk about filibusters, that's what it's supposed to mean. But for our listeners, explain the uh, the term. I mean, filibuster to them means. You talk for a long time and you kind of rag the puck. Well, that, that's fine. But um, what you what you have to intersperse it with in order to keep on speaking is a series of motions that in the ordinary course of events, if there weren't something like this on the table, you probably wouldn't be putting uh, on the on the floor. Uh, is that right? And uh, and how does it go? So I, I, I'm given the, the the way it works is the the this finance minister is given an unlimited amount of time to present his budget. And the finance critic for the official opposition is given an unlimited amount of time to respond in the interest of fairness. And I'm using that latter opportunity to give four days of speeches. And I'm telling the government I'm prepared to end my speech anytime, as long as someone representing Justin Trudeau walks into the House of Commons and says, that they will allow a full investigation of the SNC Lavalin scandal to occur at the Justice Committee. Okay, so, they so just have to walk in and say, "Listen, all the witnesses will come. They'll be uninhibited in what they can say. They'll testify under oath, and Canadians will hear the truth." And as soon as I get that commitment, I stop talking. So, what you're contending, Pierre, is there's been a cover-up that you want the Justice Committee reconvened. You want it reconvened to expose all there is to know, which apparently is plenty that we don't know, about SNC-Lavalin and uh, affairs surrounding it. And uh, unless and until that happens, this is the way it's going to go down. That's right. They'll just have to sit and listen to me talk and talk and talk uh, until such time as they're ready to open up the door and the cover-up and let the investigation go ahead. Well, you're a conservative and you're not a liberal. Um, you've been on both sides of the fence. What do you think the chances are that we're going to make any headway here? 
Well, the Prime Minister did allow a partial investigation, and that's why we heard from Jody Wilson-Raybould in her famous testimony. He only did that, though, after mass public pressure. It will depend on whether Canadians rise up and demand that their MPs uh, open the door to accountability and transparency. Uh, I think that they will. Look, um, this is an unprecedented scandal. We've never seen a prime minister personally get involved in a criminal prosecution. To have a liberal link company, which has earlier had to confess to giving about $100,000 in illegal donations to the Liberal Party, go to the prime minister and say, please make the, the, the prosecutor go light on me because uh, I don't want to face the fraud and bribery charges that I'm, of which I'm accused. And then to have him agree to do so is just unprecedented in our, the history of our legal and political system. And that's why we need to get to the bottom of it. Let me ask you one final question. And I think this is a, a crucial question, too. I've, I've contemplated it myself, and I don't know the answer. Um, do you think that most Canadians, I know most Canadians are pissed because they know there's something wrong. But I don't know that if you ask the average Canadian, tell me what the SNC-Lavalin scandal is, if you could get a cogent answer. There is a lot of complexity, but it really comes down to something simple. Do we have one law for the people and another for the powerful? Do we have the rule of law or the law of rulers? Can people buy, can powerful interest groups buy justice with millions of dollars of lobbyists and money? And I think the answer is Canadians will insist that the rule of law be applied equally to everyone, regardless of how much money they have or what connections they've made, because that's the Canadian way. Well, I'll tell you this, and then we'll uh, part for another evening and, and uh, reconvene another time. Uh, when this all started, I said, you know, if uh, if these people can do this, I can go rob a branch of the Royal Bank, and then I can say, hey, let me pay a fine and keep the money, and everything will go away. Is that all right? It's not all right. And if that's not all right, then neither is this. I guess that's what you're saying. Exactly. And, and the only difference between the guy, that, you know, the homeless guy who gets charged with stealing a loaf of bread and SNC-Lavalin, is that the homeless guy can't go and knock on the door of the PMO and have the Prime Minister step in and help out. This company thought that it could do that, and uh, that's why we ended up here where we are today. Pierre Poliev, always a pleasure to talk to you, and thanks so much for joining me this evening. Good to be with you. All right, Pierre Poliev is the finance critic for the Conservative Party of Canada, and undoubtedly over the next couple of days, and much longer than that, I suspect you'll hear quite a bit of him. All right, I am Peter Sherman. You are with Global News Radio.